Sorry about that. Part of the reason I have to keep things livable in the house was just interrupting me. But, yeah, down here in the desert, there's a whole different level, a whole different reasoning. It's not heating, it's cooling, and it's... I mean, there's a certain amount you can put up with and what have you, and I agree with all that. But the other thing is that we're coming up on monsoon season, so we're just kind of starting to get a little... uh, A little humid, and what humidity humidity means is the the, the cheapest option, or at least the lowest cost to get in, the most common option of swamp coolers down here in the desert is fucking useless. Useless in in monsoon season. You just get 95 degree hot water, warm, sweaty. It's like your house is sweating and you're inside it. It just, it's gross. So we don't even bother with the uh, with the swamp cooler anymore. In the summertime, if it's hot enough for a swamp cooler, we just we don't. We use the uh, the fan from the swamp cooler in the evenings just for a fan. No more putting water into it. It's just a waste of time, especially during monsoons. But the point is, I've figured out that. It, the key, really, to the whole temperature thing and the whole dad obsession with it is, is is finding a way to get it at a temperature. Now, this house does not have thermostats all through it. This is a fucking old mining shack. You know, the house is 100 years old, you can tell, and it's a shack. So instead of having heating and cooling in every room, which, again, isn't op- which is an option in Arizona, you don't need it most of the year. You can get by with space heaters and never actually have heat put put into a house because it is so fucking hot most of the time down here. Cooling is a different story, but again, you can get by. But what we found, especially during monsoon, is that it's all about where you start with your temperature. So when I get up in the morning, you know, when I if, if I don't get around turning the air conditioners on until 11 o'clock or noon, and it's already 92 degrees inside the house, well, I'm not getting it below 90. I don't care what I do. Well, it's just not going to happen. But if I start at 85, if I, if I turn them on when it's still only 85 inside, and, and, and I'm careful with the doors and windows and what have you and whatnot, then I can keep it below 90. 88. If it's at 88, I can keep it at 91. I, you know, I won't progress past 91. But, but if you let it get past 90 before you start cooling, and you know we've got a 1,600 square foot place currently being cooled in in its entirety by two window air conditioners. You know, so we're not pushing a lot of a lot of cold air. So we have to be very careful how we use it. So I've curtained off the kitchen. So the kitchen gets abysmally fucking hot, and that's life. It also means I can open the door to the kitchen when I'm cooking and not worry about the cold air that I'm putting in the rest of the house going right out the door. It's not. It's curtained off. So The kitchen becomes a sweat box, but and I keep a fan going in it so that room doesn't get too hot, but we don't cool that room. So it knocks it down to, you know, and if we keep the bathroom door closed, then we're really only cooling a 1,000 square feet with two air conditioners. And again, with a fan and some being careful, those two air conditioners can keep you about 85 to 88 degrees as long as you start (laughs) before it's 90 in the house. 
But I noticed. I mean, and the other thing too is once you once once you've lost the battle with the heat in the house, you almost have to open the door just to let that heat out and start over. <laughs> it can be a real battle, and it's you know we we had an air conditioner die just before summer started. And we're trying to move, so we didn't want to buy another one before we moved. So we're just having to make do with the two. And the further summer goes, the more expensive they're going to be to get them anyway. So we've got to make it do with the two. Two little air conditioners. So like I say, I understand my dad, my granddads, and my step-granddads, and all their their hawkishness on the thermometer, on the, on the thermostat. Because... Well, as a stay-at-home dad especially, the children and their behavior are strongly influenced by temperature. And you can take a cold, cranky kid and put him in extra clothes and feed him and soothe him, and they're fine. But a hot and sweaty kid that can't get unhot and sweaty is going to be miserable, and food isn't going to work because they're not going to be hungry. They're going to be miserable, and they're going to make everybody miserable until somebody makes them unmiserable. That's the real reason dad dads chase the thermostat. It's not that their temperature needs a particular level. They know that the temperature of those for whom they are father, husband, uncle, etc., those that live in their household, they know full well how the temperature can affect all of those beings living in the house. I know when my kids are excessively sweaty and hot, nap time is coming, whether because they're tired or they get in trouble, but nap time is coming. So if I can avoid that by being scientific about with my air conditioners down here in the armpit of fucking hell, Arizona. I will. So again, this I, I guess this is one of those times where I have to apologize again to the forefathers for my not understanding something that just seemed so ridiculous before. It really wasn't just about money. I get it now. And maybe the next one we'll talk about is that that line that our parents all used on us uh, because I said so. Yeah, that'll be the next topic in this thing. I'm out. <laughs>